You'll be wanting me to talk about Portland wrestling, won't you? Yes, of course you will, because that's the reason why I am here right now. On Sunday night's main event, a radio, to talk about uh, the Memphis from 1982. Now, this is from the 19th of June 1982, so I'm not getting every single week on YouTube, but I think that's interesting because things change. I mean, as I said last week, if if um, a week's a long time in politics, it's a blooming long time in wrestling. By the way, Frank Bonema, this week he's usually got a three-piece suit on. This week he's got open shirt, open neck shirt. Looking good. He's looking a bit only one way to only one thing to do when you're presenting a wrestling program what's that strut I like his work Frank I mean he's a little bit hokey but I think that really works more of that in a minute there's always that isn't there every week so first we got Tommy Rogers who of course is making a big splash as part of a tag team, I suppose, with Hack Sawyer versus Tiny Anderson. Tiny Anderson. Before we get there, though, the main headline this week, we know that last week, which is a few weeks ago, last week, a few weeks ago, there you go. We know that Buddy Rose came back and after, after, after losing the match to Flair when he said he would leave if he didn't win the NWA world title. And he didn't. And what he said was, well, I didn't say I would... It's a loser-leave town match, so I'm going to be staying. Okay, well, you know, okay, so he's come back. He's been in Japan. He's won a title with Hulk Hogan. The Hulk Hogan, brother of Dizzy Hogan, who we'll be seeing later on. They're real brothers, folks. Um, and um, there was some dissension in the ranks between him and Matt Bourne. Well, this week, Matt Bourne, he's left the army now. Oh, well, he's left the army now, he is a deserter and they are looking to try and um, not shoot him in the back, but looking to try and beat him up. I think two matches happened recently. They were the kind of no DQ, death matches, that kind of thing. And I think that Buddy Rose lost one or did he win one and lost one? He's got a black eye. You'll be seeing that later on. There's no, there is no black around that eye at all. There's no discolouring whatsoever. There's no yellow, there's no green, there's no purple. There's nothing behind that, around that eye. Well, behind the eye there will be, but nothing around the eye. I don't know, maybe, well, it, well, it, was, it, it was purple this morning. That's what I usually say to my doctor. But I've got some cream to look at that. Anyway, I think they fought twice, and I think Matt Bourne won both of them. Or he certainly won the last one, which was in Seattle because producer Don Owen wouldn't allow them to fight in the Pacific North Northwest area. He was sick of it, I think. So I don't know, but I don't know. But anyway, he wouldn't let them fight in the Pacific North Northwest area. So they are fighting in, they fought in Seattle. And um, although Bourne won, he lost really. He won He won the, the battle, but didn't win the, didn't win the war. There's your army metaphor, you see. So, um, he got beaten up afterwards by Rip Oliver and by the aforementioned Buddy Rose. So I don't know, but I've been told. I don't know, but I've been told. Matt Bourne has left the army. So there you go. That's, um, I don't know, but I have been told it. However, I probably will get to find out in coming weeks. Now, back to the match. I wanted to give you a bit of a, an update, but we've got Tiny Anderson to think of with Tommy Rogers, of course. And um, 
Oh, apparently, by the way, Bourne is out now. He's um, he's out of action for about six, four to six weeks. Frank can't be too specific about it, but he is. Anyway, we've got Tiny Anderson to think about. So we've got um, some arm work from Tommy Rogers and Tiny Anderson bails, which is fair enough. He works a hammerlock and he did work it, which is good. He ties him up with the legs, falls back, cranks on it. Very nice. Anderson comes back with meat and potatoes, punchers. And apparently, according to Frank, they've had sellout crowds for the last two two uh, performances. But this show is uh, down a little bit. Don't tell us this. Keep saying, you know, not really a sellout, but uh, come on. Big it up. Standing room only. The standing room only signs went out earlier this week. Do all that. Don't do... We had two great shows, but this one's not so good. Don't do that. Anyway, Rogers then works the leg. Anderson hits a knee lift, and Ro Rogers flips, which is beautiful. Then he hits. Um, Rogers hits a shoulder throw backdrop. It is Frank's right, and um, Anderson falls off the apron. <laughs> Rogers then gets a drop kick, which, according to Frank, nearly missed him. It's being honest. He didn't get all of it. That's what they'd say these days. Then he hits a knee, a knee lift as Tommy. Tommy T.R. Rogers. Could you not come up with a better nickname than that? T.R. It's just your initials, mate. Do you not... I mean, have you not been thinking about it? Anyway, he hits a knee lift, a slam, goes off the top with a big splash for the pin, and really, we never... Tiny Anderson's not going to win this, is he? We've never seen him in Portland wrestling in recent weeks. Or months, even. Now, we've got, they're collecting money for some plastic surgery, for someone, uh, and they have a card in aid of that, which is nice to see. And now we've got Rip Oliver versus Sandy Barr. Right, Rip Oliver, last time I saw this, a few weeks ago, was the heavyweight champion. Well, he's not got the belt when he comes to the ring. He's involved in a feud with Sandy Barr, who of course was a referee and has put the trunks back on to wrestle, or the tights if you like to use American parlance. And it's parlance, parlance. And it's not mentioned that he's the champion or not the champion. You don't see him with the belt. Who is the champion? Has it been held up? I just don't know. It's not mentioned at all in this show and you would expect it, wouldn't you? Okay, the idea is that they've been feuding Rip Oliver and Sandy Barr. I don't know if it's a feud before Sandy Barr was a ref and now, it's, now he's come back to wrestling. They've reignited that feud or whether the feud was just really quick to ignite. Now you're a wrestler, I hate you. That sort of thing. I don't think he liked him much when he was a referee anyway. But he's apparently said that he can beat him twice in 10 minutes. So we are counting down. And the, the thing is that Sandy Barr has got a strategy here, which is don't engage very much. Now, it's a good strategy if you want to win. However, it's not very exciting, Sandy. Yeah. We get some mat work. And Sandy Barr flips him, and then and then they work on the map, which is good. I don't mind that. There's an Oliver Hammerlock, and then Sandy Barr bails a couple of times. The crowd is, are really into this, though. Then he goes to the outside, does Barr again. He's buttered as he gets in, so he falls to the outside again. Now, Rip Oliver really should be thinking, I need to get him in the ring to be able to pin him. Not once, but twice. So maybe he shouldn't be just throwing him out of the ring. You've only got 10 minutes, Rip. Do you know what I mean? He then gets a shoulder breaker for the first pin. At the one minute mark, of course Sandy Barr bails again, and it's one nil. So Barr jumps up in excitement. Well, you've not really won, have you? You've just not been pinned many times. Well, if you want to take that victory, that's fine. <laughs> that's like saying, I won because I wasn't knocked down five times. I was knocked down four. 
did you know? <laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous, really. And of course, Rip Oliver attacks Sandy Bar after, and I don't know if that's because he's just given us a bit of a stinker, but there you go. Now, Rosa's got that black eye. I don't see any discoloration, buddy. He's a little leaner, actually, but he's these days. Good, actually. They are recruiting. Yeah? The army needs you, Dr. D. He thinks that Dr. D will be all right if he just keeps his mouth shut and stays in line, basically. <laughs> he's not going to do that, is he? He's, you know, he's, he's not that kind of character, is he, Dr. D? You should know. Have you not done your research on him? So, Oliver's not keen on the timekeeper for that last, um, that last match. And really, he's talking about getting in again. He wants another match. He wants his own timekeeper. However, Buddy Rose won't let him get a word in. He's had, he's had his little bit. He's, he's done his talk, done his chat. But what he's doing now is he's interjecting all the time. He's, and, and you must be careful because you can go blind. But, but you know, he's interjecting all the time. And he's, he's saying, I can be your timekeeper. I've got a 30,000 or something like that. Dollar Rolex on my wrist. I can be your timekeeper. I'll do that. You know, and, and Rip says, I need my, my, my drive doing. They've not tarmacked it properly. I can do that. I've got a truck. I can, he doesn't say that, but that kind of thing. You know, he doesn't... It's weird. Oh, anyway, anyway, there you go. So, um, the main event is, is... I mean, it's not really a great main event, this. It is, it is for the Northwest Tag Belts. And Rocky Johnson and Hack Sawyer have those belts. I mean, it's a kind of an odd couple. Do, 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 do. That sort of thing. And they're facing Dr. D and Dizzy Hogan. What? What What has Dr. D got to do with Dizzy? Dave Schultz, you know. What's he got to do with Dizzy Hogan? Are they friends? Did Dr. D go to him and say, I've always wanted to tag with Hulk Hogan's brother. I'm not really his brother, brother. Well, never mind. I don't, I don't really, I don't know. And it's it's all right. There's loads of tag team shenanigans to start with. The referee, Luke Brown, because of course Sandy Barr's no longer the referee, having put back on the trunks or tights, if you want to use American parlance, he keeps missing the tags. And Rocky Johnson is getting increasingly angry. Yeah, Frank's glad the weather's cooled down, by the way. Because there's not much action in the ring, so you might as well talk about that. There's a nasty head crank, though, from Hogan. Hogan does quite a lot of the work in this, actually. Dr. D doesn't get in that much, I don't think. Rocky gets in because he wants to be in and he's angry that he can't be in. So the ref is distracted, which allows a double-team elbow from Dr. D and Dizzy. And then Rocky gets in, gets the hot tag, deals with both of them, gets the pin, 1-0. Now, apparently, the, cow, the card in Mount Hood, which is in two weeks' notice, will be cancelled. Now, Frank tells us that that'll be cancelled because of an issue with the venue. It makes it clear that they thought they'd booked it and there was a double booking and they hadn't. And it's not their fault. As he said, we are the victim of the circumstance. He wants to make sure that we know that it's not their fault. Yeah. So, back in the ring, after they've had their break, of course, uh, Dizzy Hogan poses, hack drop kicks him over the top. There's a headlock worked by Dr. D and then Rocky works a headlock, works the headlock as well. It's really nicely done. Hogan gets a bear hug to Rocky. Rocky's a bit too wide for that, I think, Dizzy. And then a backbreaker carry, which is very nice, which is, well, he calls it a backbreaker carry. It's torture rack, really, to Rocky from Dizzy Hogan. That is really bigging Dizzy Hogan up. 
because Rocky's a big gentleman, Rocky Johnson, and he gives up. And that is the that is the the one all pin. But to give Hogan that pin, not Doctor D, just shows you where they are at the moment. They think that Dizzy is something a bit special. And you know what? They're wrong. But there you go. But I mean, soon he'll be cutting and strutting, won't he? All of that. So. Frank tells us that it's tough to get the focus on the Zoom right all the time because when they go back after the adverts, it's a bit fuzzy. He's, he's having a good laugh, actually. It's really nice. Back in the ring, Rocky gets a choke. Um, and um, it, then Frank tells us to join them every week, you know, for this program, every Saturday. And then says, actually, don't. Come to a live event. Oh, goodness, this is a live event, isn't it? Goodness sake. Don't tell them not to come. You've already said they haven't got a sellout. Don't say, come here every Saturday. Actually, don't. Do your shopping instead. Mow the lawn. Wash the dog. Something like that. Anything. Do your taxes. Anything's better than coming here. He doesn't say that, but that, that's the kind of thing you've got. Yeah, so anyway, we've got Rose coming down to help Dr. D and unfortunately hitting Dr. D and... Rocky Johnson, not Ahmed Johnson, he's totally different. Rocky Johnson getting the pin. And Frank uses the phrase, because they're all angry and getting in the ring, Katie, bar the door, love it. Not heard that for so long. Frank, that's a winner. Rose wants Hack to explain to Dr. D what happened. And Dr. D's unhappy, he won't shake hands. He's not going to recruit, I have to say. He says afterwards, he's a real man. And uh, Rose isn't a real man. He's a, And he's a loner. He wants... He wants Hack Sawyer. He, he's, he's talking about how small Hack Sawyer is in stature, and he wants him. And that's it. That's your Portland Wrestling. Rather a placeholder episode, I would say. Not a lot happened, although, I mean, you've got Matt Bourne with the, with the, the army and all that. It's not great. I want to see Matt Bourne again. Um, I like Buddy Rose's work. It's better with him than without him. But your main event is not Dr. D and Dizzy Hogan. Versus a, a, a kind of a kind of makeshift Franken team of Rocky Johnson and Hack Sawyer, is it? But it still remains great because I love that old school wrestling. And if anything is old school, this blooming well is. Ta ta.